0: Hey guys, welcome to Firmly Grounded, a podcast where young men talk about and pursue a firm foundation in God. In this episode of Firmly Grounded, we will be discussing what prayer is, the different aspects of prayer, the different types of prayer, and the significance of prayer.
1: Hey, we're excited to be here on the next episode of Firmly Grounded. Oh, uh, We finally have our third host here, Caleb Hulshin. He's back from Australia. hello. hello. So Need Caleb, like you audience. just want to give yourself an intro and just tell us a little bit about your time. All righty, thank you. My name is Caleb Hulshin,
2: and I'm another one of the hosts, as you just heard. And I wasn't there because, as you well know, I was in Australia. And I was presented with the opportunity in, I think, November of 22. Presented with the opportunity to go and serve over... Our winter, their summer, which is just, it's December, January, most of January. I was given the opportunity to go serve with Teen Missions Australia, which was awesome. I met a lot of good people. I learned a lot, grew really close to God. I'm an intern of the Bible school here at Teen Missions, Sojourner School of Ministry. I graduated with Timothy mm-hmm. at this past June of 22. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I learned most in Australia was the power and significance of prayer that was big with the, the team members. I was leading one of their teams, their mm-hmm. summer teams in Australia, and none of them really understood how prayer worked, and that was the biggest teaching point that God had for us. So that really brought up the question in them thinking and actually pondering, what is prayer? Mm-hmm. So I, that's the question that we're going to open
0: up. The question we're going to pose is what yeah. is prayer? I put a. I. when I was thinking, I was thinking about this question, and kind of the idea of what uh, that means for us, I looked at multiple sources, and I'm a Guzik, uh, I don't know if anyone listens or reads David Guzik's David Guzik. commentaries, but I think he, isn't he the one that does Blue Letter? He does Blue yeah. Letter well, Bible. He was my no pastor idea. for a while. Oh, oh, was he really? really?
1: Yeah, he was actually. When I was lived in California, he was my pastor. Like physically, like yes, in physically front of you. in front of David Guzik. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. I didn't know that. He's well, Calvary Chapel, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He oh. is. <laughs> Him, Chuck Smith, <laughs> those guys. Yeah, I was reading. I was reading one of his commentaries, and one of the things that he said that was profound and really short. When asked the question, what is prayer? He said, pouring out one's soul to God. And I thought that's a kind of a funny way of putting it, because doesn't God already know all the things that's in our hearts and our minds and our soul and like the things that we we mourn over, the things that we're joyful about and all those just all those different ways. And so I thought it was a very good representation. A lot of people say conversing with God. That's what prayer Mm -hmm. is, which is true as well. Yeah. But pouring out one's soul to God is just, okay. Lord, you already know everything about me, but here's my willing heart and I'm going to give it up to you. And it's kind of being transparent with someone. Like if we were, as we as people, when someone's honest with you and they say what's in their heart, that kind of means something to you because yeah. that means yeah. they're putting their trust in you to connect this information, right?
1: Right. Yeah. It's like, I want to be open with you. And even though you might know everything, I still want to tell you it from me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so we as people don't know, I don't know what's in Caleb's heart. So I only know the things that he tells me. Yeah. The thing with God's relationship with us is that he already knows those things. He just wants us to willfully give those things to him Mm. and kind of just confess those things. And we'll talk about the different types of prayer. But did you guys have anything else and what your thoughts were on what prayer actually is and how that, you know, how that works? It's what, as I say it, like, yeah, it is pouring out your soul to
2: God and it's what forms the relationship as Mm -hmm. opposed to religion. Mm Mm-hmm. You can just you can follow all the motions, you can do the right thing, go to church on Sunday and follow all of the commandments. But if you don't talk to God, then it's not a relationship. You're just yeah. sort of blindly following orders. Yeah. And you can see the hope of the end. You see it in the Bible and God's word, but there's no relationship there. Yeah. It's
0: just following orders. You wanna you wanna be known by the Lord and you don't want to get up there and say him look at you and say, I never knew you. Yeah. And that's a that's a scary thing.
1: Also kind of it's our connection to God right. like when we're speaking to him through prayer it's how we communicate with him. It's how we have relationship, like Caleb was saying, and it just firms us in him and like grounds us in that.
0: That's awesome. So then I'm going into the fact of why do we pray? You know, we just talked about what is prayer and how that is something that we want to give ourselves and have that intimate relationship. So the why do we pray and the the different types. I'm probably gonna mesh together. Doing some research, the different types of prayer. A lot of you guys have probably heard this. I I came up with. Uh, we have pr- the type of praise. That's a that's a prayer. Uh, we see in Psalms 145 uh, 19 that David says, "My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise His holy name forever and ever." I put that one first because that's the one that my dad, when I was a little kid, emphasized the most. Because w- us as Christians, sometimes we emphasize our needs more than we do our the praises and the things that he's already provided for us. Yeah. And so there's actually this song. uh, I quote it sometimes, a lot of the time, actually, but it's by uh, NF, who's one of my favorite (laughs) artists. Uh, (laughs) All the time. He's a fantastic rapper, and I love his writing abilities and everything. But he writes a song that's called Oh Lord, and it talks about how people, when they're fine and everything's good, they're healthy, they don't ever Mm -hmm. pray, and they don't ever have that conversing with the Lord. But then yeah. when their needs come in or they're lying in bed in a hospital or they're, you know, someone in their family died, yeah. then that's when they're really prone to get on their it's knees like, oh, and say, I better start talking. yeah, like, come on, God, I, I need you right now. Where, 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 where were you at? And so dad always emphasized that, like we want to give him our praise too and say, thank you, Lord, for all the things that you did in my life and the way that you mm-hmm. worked. That's something that I want to try to emphasize, too, with people around me that we want to give him our needs, but we also want to give him all the, the praise and honor and glory.
2: Tim and I were on a teen missions team together, mission mm-hmm. trip to Canada in 2019. We were just, we were dumb 17-year-olds. We were just joking around with each other. And then we would just, in the middle of the day, anything we were doing, we would just stop and say, hey, God, I'm I'm picking up sticks. <laughs> it's, it's a little warm today, but I'm picking up sticks and I have a full belly of food. And then, amen. Yeah, yeah. And that was it. And we were doing it just as a joke. And then I I started to realize, like, A, you shouldn't really we joke. Should joke with you that. shouldn't joke about prayer. <laughs> but B just stopping and saying, Hey God, I'm doing this. Yeah. It it started forming in me an actual legitimate, real connection with God of talking to mm-hmm. him and saying, like talking to him like a friend it says when God would come down to the, the tent of meeting with Moses, that Moses and God would talk face to face as he would talk to a friend. And I never really understood that because growing up, it was always thinking you had to have, you would sit there and you would close yeah. your hands at the table. And, it's like and, a reverence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you have to, there's all the, the key words in prayer mm-hmm. that everyone used. It,
0: becomes a monotonous chore as opposed to sure. talking yeah. to god like you would you talk notice to a what friend. people we had a time in bible school and maybe eli notices this now because you mm-hmm. are praying all yeah. the time before classes at yeah. the end of classes all that but when we were in bible school caleb and i people started noticing that i always said the same <laughs> i think i said your heavenly father or Dear s- heavenly yeah. father. something like that right
2: before you right before you would pray every single time you would go let's pray close your hands, you'd go And you would smack your lips.
0: And sometimes I like, I breathe really, I was like, dear Heavenly Father. And And it was just always (laughs) the same every time. So yeah, it's (laughs) it's one of those things where those aren't bad things. Those are maybe just some tics that we have as people. But like Caleb was saying, you don't have to have a certain terminology Mm -hmm. and you have to say it word for word. We don't do this podcast word for word. We don't have a script in front of us. We have outlines and stuff. And we have things that help us. But that's kind of what the Bible is in prayer. Like it kind of teaches us how to converse with the Lord and how other people in the past, biblical characters, went through hard times and different things like that. And a lot of the, yeah. a lot of the things that I use, I'm i using now and the different types of prayer are from David whenever he was going through things because he had all the different type of emotions mm-hmm. and he went through all these things. Yeah, kind of
1: an emotional roller coaster.
0: Yeah. And he, he maximized every different type of prayer. Yeah. In his journey, so yeah, l- just Caleb is dead right. Don't it doesn't have to be a thing that you. It's so structured to the point of. I mean, it's God. He He knows your heart, and and mm-hmm. as long as your heart's in it, and you're being serious, don't be joking around like we were when we were seventeen. Um, one of my one of
2: my boys in Australia thought that it would be funny as he was praying for the meal. I hate this story. He, he, <laughs> he ended with he ended the prayer and he was like, "Yeah, thank you for the food. No kizzy, no gritty. Amen." Using modern day terms, tra- yeah. And he was thinking, like. Like, it's not bad to use modern words, but he was doing it just as a joke to get yeah. everyone to laugh. Yeah. And then he got a pretty firm talking to from one of the leaders. It just emphasized with me how much prayer isn't a joke because the, respect. the head the head leader, she didn't say anything at the start. And then everyone was surprised, like, oh, wow, this isn't being addressed. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, yeah, well, I'm not going to address it. If you think prayer is a joke for you, then prayer is a joke for you. And there's nothing I can do about that. Sure. And that instantly put him in his place.
0: Sure. So. Oh yeah, that's praise. We, I also put needs here. Uh, and so that's kind of the, my dad also calls it an Oreo sometimes how uh, you, <laughs> in, in prayer, we want to give him our praises and then yeah. the white would be like the needs. Yeah, And then, uh, the, you know, the cookie on the bottom is just more praise. So that's kind of yeah. how he looked at it. Yeah. I don't know if it resembles the color of the Oreo very well because <laughs> it's like our needs are the white. I don't know, Yeah, but that's kind of how he put it. But Psalm 61 uh, verses 1 through 3 says, Hear my cry, O God. Listen to my prayer. From the ends of the earth I call to you. I call as my heart grows faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been my refuge, a strong tower against the foe. I think one of the things that speaks to me in this one is the confidence that we have or that the, the writer has saying that God is his rock. And he brings all everything to his rock and saying, you've solved all of my issues before. Every time a foe has come against me, you've been there. And so, Lord, I give you this again as a need. And I have confidence that your will would be done in that. I don't know if you guys have had any experiences like that where you've just been on your knees saying, Lord, yeah, I'm giving this to you in confidence, saying that you're going to do whatever you want with me Mm -hmm. and this situation. I don't yeah. do it as much as I should. I yeah. yeah. There's some C- things we probably just want to take care of ourselves, right? Yeah.
1: Cuz I mean that's that is kind of a scary prayer mm-hmm. to pray like do whatever you want with me cuz that Cause I mean you don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know like what what does he want to do with me? Mm-hmm. So like I mean, if I'm comfortable – I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty comfortable living here in Florida. Sure. So I don't – if I'm saying, like, take me, I'm a vessel, fill me up, use me yeah. however you want me, then that that's kind of scary because yeah. that could mean, well, I want you to stay in Florida or that could mean, well, I'm sending you to Papua New Guinea right? and you're going to be out in the boonies somewhere, and that's a little scary. Something
2: that Something that doesn't really scare me – it doesn't really scare me where I'm going to go. Yeah. But what scares me is the fact that he could ask me to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like – when that time comes and God says, hey, Caleb, you need to go here. Yeah. What scares me is will I be strong enough and I guess not even strong, will I be weak enough to submit to God mm-hmm. Yeah. and actually say, yes, I'm going to go it's here. a little
0: bit of both. because. Yeah. And then also in thinking of needs, maybe you're asking him to provide in the place that you are, right? But maybe that mm-hmm. solution for him is the answer is you need to move out of this yeah, place you that need. you're in and yeah. go somewhere, whether that's actually – in a spiritual sense or a physical location like you guys were saying yeah i uh you were talking about how scary that is not knowing what the answer is because mm-hmm. we're so i mean yeah we are mi- like control we have the minds of like ants right and, and, <laughs> and to god like it, we're not yeah. we're just not there intellectually
1: and so yeah and i mean that's kind of like what caleb was saying like when you're weak, like Paul talks about, when he's weak, he's strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: strength uh, is perfecting the weakness. Yeah, mm-hmm. so like God yeah.
1: God shows his strength. He doesn't find the strongest and on their own most self-sufficient people yeah. on the planet to show his weakness. I forget exactly where it is, but he says that he chooses the weak to humble, humble the strong. strong. Yeah. So I think that's one big thing that you ha- you have to be willing to be used by him, but mm-hmm. then he's going to use you. It, it sounds kind of weird, but like the weaker you are, the more potential he has to fill you. Yeah. And the more glory that goes to him because yeah. he used such a broken mm-hmm. thing. Like everybody notices that, himself. oh, they weren't, they weren't strong before, but now look at this, they've changed, they've got Christ, and he's using them, and now look at, look at how strong they are. Look, yeah. at how, look how great God is for using them. Yeah,
2: absolutely. I think when you look at the needs, when you think about needs in prayer, it's often what we think about with our needs. But I guess you can also sort of flip it in that sense of, like when Isaiah says, here I am, send me pray to fulfill God's needs because God needed me in Australia. And instead of I think that's a good perspective shift is to ask God, where do you need me? Yeah. Like it's good to tell God that you need this. If you need something, yeah God knows sense, your needs and he wants to
0: fulfill them. And in a sense ultimately he could ad- he could do it by himself. Like, he doesn't mm-hmm. he, he doesn't, doesn't need, need you. Yes. But I understand what you're saying in the in the sense of I am asking you to do this. And yeah. so you need to you
1: know. I mean like the Lord's prayer God prayed for—he's telling us to pray, your will be done, yeah, not mine. Right. So that's kind of a thing. Like, Jesus didn't want to die on the cross. That's a terrible way to die. Mm-hmm. But he he was willing it was to— It was a need that—it was something that God was going to do, and he, wanted, he was using Christ to be crucified to save us. Jesus was praying to be used in that way and to fill the needs of others, even though he in his flesh didn't necessarily want that. Yeah.
0: If there's any other if there's any other way, you know, yeah, take it from take me. take it from me. Right. So, yeah, so that's uh that's praise. That's needs. And then now we have declaration. So uh I hear a lot in my family, my grandma preaches this often and the power. And we're going to get into it a little after we talk about the types of prayer that kind of this definitely ties into the the declaring of things, because us as people, as humans, we have no power if we just say, in our own name, I declare this. In Timothy's name, that's not going to do anything. That doesn't mean anything. My name doesn't have value, Eli's name doesn't have value on its own, Caleb's name doesn't have value. But in the name of Jesus, I declare this, right? And so we don't want to get carried away and say, God, I declare that there's milk in the fridge when I get (laughs) home because (laughs) I don't want to go to the store right now, Mm -hmm. which is also true. I do not want to go to the store right now. But, we need milk. milk. (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) whole milk, we need whole milk uh no so in the declaring uh of the name of jesus though Mm -hmm. you know with regards to healing in regards to provisions of materials you know guidance and things and uh,
1: we're going to talk about some of those things yeah you you want to be you want to be in line with his will right i i mean it's in one sense if i don't have the money to buy milk and i need milk yeah then that's a good thing to pray hey provide Mm -hmm. but you want to be praying in line with his will, and if you're just praying for yourself, that's not—you're not being—you're not, being, not in a place of true prayer, which is, are you grounded in— It's like having faith and being
0: selfless, mm-hmm. willing.
1: Yeah. Like, do you actually believe that it will work, like that it has power, and are you praying that in a way that God supports, like that's biblically based, and that's God is going to fulfill that? Sure, yeah.
2: There's a story in—I think, I think it's in England, and I don't remember what the guy's name— was but it was this orphanage and there was this, this the man running the orphanage was a very faithful man and he he had this orphanage and he knew that this was where god wanted him and this was where god had put him what he got god had put on his heart and there were all these kids there and then there was one day where they didn't have any food like kid yeah. all the kids woke up and they didn't have bread they didn't have Is milk it from one of the missionary books it yeah there's, there's one like that there's one like, like that with a lady George and Mueller or something something it, like that isn't he
0: the runner I can't uh, who's the runner? But there, That's uh, a yeah,
2: Little. Oh, okay. Yeah. But there's this guy. He, they have no food. And instead of just complaining and crying out, weeping to God, saying, God, why haven't you provided my needs? He gets all the kids, and he gets them all dressed and ready for the day, and he sits them down at the table in front of empty plates and empty cups. And they sit down, and they pray for all that God has given them. Hmm. And they just thank God for all that they have. Yeah, mm-hmm. and They don't have any food. And then mm-hmm. as right as they finish praying there's a knock on the door the guy opens the door and it's the local baker mm, who yeah. said i just had i just had this feeling that you needed you needed bread and you needed yeah. it now so he said i woke up at two in the morning and i baked you all of this fresh bread and they and they didn't ask they didn't reach out and say oh well we need bread and so he takes his bread and he gives it to the kids he's like oh now we don't have milk so let's pray and thank god for the bread mm-hmm. so they pray start praying again they thank god for all that they have then they hear another knock on the door yeah, it's a cow <laughs> <laughs> close okay. he goes up to the door he opens it up and it's the milkman and yeah. his milk truck had broken down right in front of the orphanage <laughs> all of the milk was going to go this is they had milk in glass bottles and yeah. it would go bad if he just oh, sat yeah. there so then the milkman comes up to he came up to the door and he's like yeah my milk truck just broke down can't make all of my deliveries, and I figured you guys could use the milk better than it just going so back. So we
0: need to pray for in our house mm-hmm. for the milk truck to milk break milk down tonight,
2: tonight. When we're the <laughs> semi just breaks <laughs> down. On, on I, I drank the, the last half cup of milk this morning.
1: <laughs> 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 anyway,
0: sorry.
2: And then, yeah, they had bread and they had milk, and they never asked somebody, mm-hmm. "Can you give us bread and milk?" Yeah, they never communicated their need mm-hmm. to anyone except God, and yeah. God mm-hmm. knew. That this was a need they had, and this guy was working in God's will and living in God's will, doing what provision. God wanted him to do, and God provided supernaturally.
0: Yeah, and I think one of the things that I thought about when you were just talking, there were two or three different types of prayer that went into the declaration and the needs, right? So we mm-hmm. had we had they were praising God for what they had, and then they had the needs they declared, and in a sense God brought healing as well yeah. to them and nourished them and yeah. and provided that for them physically so there I mean that's just how God works is there are things that are all they're all connected and that's the beauty of his word that's the beauty of, of prayer and the beauty of being in relationship with him you guys have anything else on on declaring declaration <laughs> no, <laughs> that's that's all yeah. okay
2: sort of wait I wanted to something I just thought about okay. Sort of touching my yeah, yeah. needs talking about needs poses a question because there's a lot of stuff that we have that we don't need yeah and it sort of brings the question to mind of what's the difference between a need that you're praying for and a want that like a desire yeah a desire Mm -hmm. and how that would how do those correlate a need and a desire when you're praying for them
0: my dad when we were when i was a little kid he told me i was probably a preteen or a teenager old enough to start working and making some Mm -hmm. money whether that was mowing Never really any babysat anyone, but <laughs> any of those smaller jobs to make some money when you're a kid. He said, I'm going to provide for you everything you need because you're my son. You will have all the things that are necessary for you to grow and to be healthy and to, you know. Yeah. Anything you need, like to have. Anything that you want though, pretty much come out of your pocket, you right? Unless it's it, yeah. your birthday or Christmas yeah. or stuff like that. And so that makes you think, okay, well, I don't need an iPod touch five generation. So that's what timothy bought when he went to go work he yeah. worked made some money and bought an ipod touch five because i don't need that when timothy bought an xbox that's a want or a desire i don't need that um and so i think you can kind of use that with okay lord i need i need attributes and traits in my ministry mm-hmm. to help serve these people or to worship you what's a want uh, i want to go see my girlfriend that lives in washington yeah. or i want to go see this movie and so allow it in my schedule sometime for me to have free time. So I can go do that. Like smaller things like that, that Mm -hmm. may be important to you. Okay. The movies was a bad one. Um, but (laughs) I haven't seen Avatar yet. Um, but (laughs) we're we're getting there. Starts talking about Avatar and (laughs) and their (laughs) grounded podcast, but does that, I I don't know if that makes much sense, but there are, there's things in my life where I think I need this for my ministry. I need this for my walk, Mm -hmm. but my desires, I don't, need to go see Ellie in Washington, my girlfriend. Yeah. I don't need to go be able to play basketball or any of these things. It's just a desire and a want that he blesses me with and says, okay, you, you, you can go do this. And it's yeah. just, it's a gift. Yeah. Just like everything else with yeah. God is, and right? And
1: one, one of our memory verses from our summer teams is uh, Psalm 37, 4. Mm. And it says, Delight thyself also, Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Yeah. So that's the idea that if you're delighting in him, if you're like, a lot of I mean all of our staff here we're all Christians mm-hmm. we all believe we all have faith like that we are I mean as a student I'm learning more about the Bible I'm learning getting closer in my relationship we with all him are. Yeah. learning how to desire him and when we're doing that that kind of orients that's not necessarily meaning that he's just going to give us the Xbox sure. this, yeah, the Xbox that we want it means that that's going to orient our wants yeah. to his will right. and that's going to mean that we want to be given an opportunity to go pray for someone sure. or be a blessing yeah. to someone, or we, we, maybe we need someone to pour into our lives. Mm-hmm. So we're going to pray that, hey, that a mentor would come into my life that can speak into my life and yeah. that I can grow. So it just kind of orients your needs and your wants to what God wants for you. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a,
2: that's, a really, that's a really good point. That's something I had to teach the, my team in Australia. Because a lot of people will read that verse, delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee desires of thine heart. And Mm. say, oh, because I'm a Christian, I'll get whatever I want. Right. Oh, because I'm a Christian and I really want that Xbox, like, boom, God's going to give it to me. (laughs) We need better hermeneutics in our life. Praise the Lord, thank you, God. But it's when you delight yourself in God and truly delight yourself in him, then your desires are going to become his desires.
1: Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. And then one of the most important ones that, this is not in any specific order. They're just different types. I'm not ranking them, you know, one top to five types of yeah. prayers. But confession obviously is one of the most important. It's the arguably the first one that you ever pray, right? You would mm-hmm. say. Because yeah. that's how you come into a relationship, is admitting yeah, a your faults And saying, I'm giving my yeah, exactly. I'm giving my yeah. flesh to you yeah. from this day forward. And now I'm in the sanctifying process, right? Mm-hmm. Psalms 51. One through four, have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions, which is also known as sins. We don't really use transgressions anymore in our, in our uh, our 2023 language KJV word. or vocabulary. Wash no, KJV. away, <laughs> KJV word. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is NIV, so. Myself. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> wash away, uh, back to the verse, wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. Mm. So you are right in your verdict and justified when you judge. Yeah. And so that that's one of those, different those are different verses than your Romans one sixteen or, you know, Romans 3.23, 6.23, all those different verses that are used a lot of the time, which they are great and awesome, but I, I read so that one good, uh, and that was just really yeah. powerful. So, yeah, yeah,
1: thoughts on that? Yeah, I just think... What was that one saying? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, go ahead. I was just thinking of that one. Oh, yeah, it was saying against you and you only have I sinned. Right. And I think that's a big one that a lot of people don't realize that their sin hurts God on a personal level yeah. because it's relationship. It's just like, I mean, if you're dating or if you are you have a friend and you're talking behind the back or doing something, mm-hmm. that's going to harm them like emotionally and <laughs> relationally. Mm-hmm. In a similar way, us... Sinning and turning away from God hurts him and that hurts his heart because he loves us and he wants us to follow him yeah. and he wants our love. He He's a he's a jealous God. So he wants your your love and he wants your thoughts to be on him. So, yeah, that was just kind of one thing that if you're sinning and you're turning away from him, that's that's going to be harmful to his heart. And we should because he's the creator of the universe. He's mm-hmm. kind of big. Mm-hmm. So kind of <laughs> a big <laughs> kind deal. Kind, kind, of, a kind, big kind deal. of a big deal. Yeah. He's kind of like at the top of the food chain. Yeah. The so goat. To speak. The goat. Yeah. The so goat. God is the goat. You heard it here. God is goat. Amen, so, amen. yeah. So it's like we, we don't want to be sinning because that harms him. And I mean, there's no one worse. It, it kind of sucks when. After I've sinned, I'm like, oh, dang it. I know I just messed up. That guilt, your your conscience starts kicking.
0: Uh, The next one is intercession. Uh, This one, I'll just explain because I don't know if many people really know what it is. It's a very Mm -hmm. Christianese word. I don't think we really talk about in our daily vocabulary. Hey, man, you've been interceding Interceding, for anyone today? Or uh, that intercession, man, oh, that was some good stuff. Yeah. We don't really say that. So interceding, from what I understand, is... You're kind of being the mediator between, you know, one mm-hmm. one person or one thing to the other. So you're kind of the yeah. bridge. Ultimately, Jesus was our, our, our intercession. He was the one yeah. interceding on our behalf from, from the yeah, Father to, to us, right? Yeah. So he was the the ultimate one. And like we said earlier, that took our sins and took that that sin and that shame upon himself. And so in that sense, he was interceding for us. And one way that we can intercede as christians and as humans in our life is when a brother or a sister has a need mm-hmm. is putting a hand on their shoulder or you know just going home and, and putting them in your in your bible and saying lord i'm gonna yeah. pray for this person i pray that your will would be done in their life different things of that nature and you're just praying a blessing over them and so that's one way that we can do that in first timothy 2 1 it says i urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people. That's Paul talking, uh, encouraging Timothy to give yeah. that instruction mm-hmm. to uh, the church in Ephesus, I believe. So Yeah, yeah,
1: we're, yeah. S- we're supposed to be bearing each other's burdens. So yeah. like, I mean, and that's, the way I see that is we're supposed to be praying for each other. We're supposed mm-hmm. to be caring for each other. If somebody has a need, we're supposed to be meeting that. Yeah. Um, we're supposed to be—it's kind of like— give beyond your means mm-hmm. and god will t- take care of that and if and maybe, take care of you too if yeah, you're exactly.
0: in a, a yeah if uh, maybe a maybe a situation or maybe a, if
1: i don't have the money yeah if and i'm just gonna i'm gonna say well i'm trusting god i'm gonna give him yeah. all of that i'm gonna bless someone with that that right. needs it well god will take care of me uh, he it talks about Romans 8 28 he works everything together for his for yeah. will and to for your good caleb any thoughts
2: I real quick just looked up the definition of intercession. And okay. There's two definitions. One of them is the action of intervening on behalf of another. Mm-hmm. I would say that's what Jesus did yeah, on uh, the cross. Yeah. Yeah. The second definition is the action of saying a prayer on behalf of another person. So that's actually <laughs> yeah, what it's so it pretty. Okay. what it
0: actually means. <laughs> okay. Hit, yeah. it hit it pretty well on the head. Praise Lord. Sounds good. That's uh yeah. It's, I mean it's pretty straightforward. It's just one. Th- it's a hard thing to do, and sometimes on a very practical fleshly sense it's hard for me to sometimes i see people that have a need or they're pouring their heart out to me and i'm in a moment where i need to be counseling them like the lord has put me here to be a shoulder for them yeah but in the back of my mind i either have another event to go to or my schedule in my schedule i have something to do and so i just have to say okay god whatever that event was that i have to go to Please just have help them to have understanding. I need to be here right now, and so I'm going to be late to it, or something like that. So there's some practical things about intercession that are sometimes hard for me, because I want to be there for that person, but then there's like this weird urge in the back of my head that says, "Well, you need to go to this thing," and I don't know if that's like that's my flesh saying, "Hey, let's let's get out of here," and like maybe that's like. Mm-hmm. The devil just saying like, hey, let's let's go because, make it easy, right? Like
1: making your life easy, quote unquote.
0: Yeah. Like you you don't need to be here. You have something else to do. Uh-huh. Something like that. So yeah. I don't know. That's one thing that came to my mind when I thought about intercession was sometimes I get distracted or from caring for people. Right. And that's something that I need to prioritize because that's what the Lord wants me to do. Mm. And then one of our last ones that we have, we're down to the last three. So lament is uh, the third to last one. It's in Psalms 13, two through three. Uh, also in Ecclesiastes, yeah, um, talks about that. Obviously, do a lot of lamenting and and lamentations. That's in, <laughs> Lament. That's in the book. <laughs> Psalms thirteen two through three. How long, <laughs> how long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and answer me, O Lord, my God. Lift up my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. I don't know, got really serious out there, <laughs> yeah. at the, yeah. there. there at the end. <laughs> It is um, a lament, after all. It is yeah. a lament, and and David was going through he had, going through different battles, and mm-hmm. I can imagine was in pretty you know a lot of situations where maybe he was worried for his life, yeah. and this seems to be one of them where, you know, my enemies are my enemies are great, and I think he says yeah he says how long shall my enemy be exalted over me? So yeah, he had times where. He just felt overpowered, and so he was just crying out to the Lord. And that invo- that included needs and things mm-hmm. like that, but there's a time to mourn and a time to kind of do those things. Yeah. So,
1: And there's, I think, one thing that a lot of Christians have a misconception about is that our, what we would maybe label as bad emotions like mm-hmm. anger or frustration— or sadness like lamenting yeah we we have a tendency to hide that from god like oh no i'm gonna present my oh i'm happy i'm joyful yeah. oh yeah, i'm praising god which that's not a bad thing but we tend to hide the deeper kind of dark side of yeah. ourselves yeah when no god wants he wants relationship with us he wants you to be coming before him and talking to him so if you're sad about something or you're lamenting over something like david like his enemies are pressing in on him he's overpowered he can't he can't break out of that he can't control that well god can so he's coming to god and he's saying that goes into what we were talking about i think we were talking about other like i'm trying to think needs okay plays into our needs like he he had the need he's being oppressed well he has this need to be removed from that or have those enemies removed from him so he's crying out to God saying God I can't do this you can you're great right. you're more powerful than I am like deal with this you can take care of it I'm trusting in you yeah absolutely it makes me sort of think of Micah
2: 6-8 yeah showing on man what is good and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God yeah mm-hmm. and I think it really brings out the walking humbly with God when you can bring yourself to that point where you bring God with your quote-unquote bad emotions. Yeah. yeah, And you come with that lament as it humbles yourself of, oh my goodness, I'm so far down <laughs> yeah. and I'm so on this side of the spectrum and that God is just so great.
0: Which is, when you say emotions, it triggers something else in my mind where our world nowadays, you know, we're talking to, I'm sure it happens with girls too, but I see it a lot of times with guys where they are being told, you can't show emotions, like you have to mm-hmm. be a man about yeah, this be and mean, like, carry on whatever. Yeah. Part of that, you know, for those people that are going through that or, you know, boys that grew up in a home where their father said tough it out and mm-hmm. just get through like it. Yeah, lament lament is an emotion. Like that's mm-hmm. a thing where the Lord tells us to there's a time to mourn and th- those things in yeah. um is it Ecclesiastes seven? Yeah. Three. Three, sorry. And so, yeah, if if the world's telling us like that may be something the devil also is trying to work in our world, saying, mm-hmm. "Okay, yeah, you can't show emotions; you're a man." Yeah. Well, then you're taking away the idea of lamenting or yeah. giving needs and, and things yeah. like that. So, God
2: gave
1: us emotion. Right. That's yeah. you're you're taking away the wholeness from your relationship with God. Right. Love loves it an emotional out. thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: and then second to last one, guidance. There's prayers of Lee asking for you know direction and leading. In Jeremiah ten twenty three through twenty four. It says, "I know, O Lord, that the way of man is not in himself." that it is not in man who walks to direct his steps. Correct me, O Lord, but in justice, not in your own anger, lest you bring me to nothing. So I think he's asking for the Lord's direction. A lot of leaders in the Bible obviously right. ask for that. Nehemiah, when he's you know, working with that mul- those multitude of people and those yeah. different families, and he's just asking, Lord, I need your direction and how to go about this. Yeah. Proverbs 16.9 is one of my favorite verses. Sorry, go ahead. There's another
2: verse that I think of when I think of praying for guidance. And it's in James one verses verse five. If any of you lacks wisdom, mm. you should ask of God, who yep. gives to gen- generously to all without finding fault, and it yeah. will be given to you. Yeah, yeah. And Correct. that's something I sort of see is guidance and wisdom going hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Because it says in Proverbs, this is something I was pondering while in Australia. It says in Proverbs, the beginning of wisdom is this: acquire yeah. wisdom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it's a counterintuitive statement. In order to start being wise, you have to be wise Mm -hmm. and it it took me a I had to take a double take and I I told it to the teens on my team it's like what does this mean and then I I was praying about it before I asked the question I came up with my own answer and it's the beginning of wisdom is this acquire wisdom how do we acquire wisdom is the the follow-up question and then it says right there in James 1 if any of you lacks wisdom ask of God and he gives Mm -hmm. to all generously without reproach yeah beginning yeah. of wisdom is to ask God for wisdom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he'll
0: guide you. Yeah. That.
2: Yeah. It, and then having that wisdom will help you see the world as God sees it. Right. And when you see the world as God sees it, then that helps you to see the right path. As we were talking, delighting yourself in the Lord. Yeah. Give you the desires of your heart. The desires of your heart align with the desires of God. And then when you seek that wisdom and you start developing that relationship to, with God, the way your life goes and your pl- it says your plans are not my plans
0: it's your ways oh. your ways are not my ways i can't remember i can't remember either it doesn't it's take away the significance there. of the scripture though in the meaning of it so yeah, yeah. that's one <laughs> thing my dad always said was hey if you know it's in there then you just you, you still say it, it cuz <laughs> whether or not you know the reference i mean it doesn't really matter
2: as long as you yeah. know it's in there just yeah. don't make up scripture and say oh it's <laughs> <laughs> in there it's yeah. in there. <laughs> yeah. it's in there somewhere you know this third one tim- is actually in third there timothy 2:5 or
0: something like that yeah there's there's no third timothy by the way no one got that joke
2: yeah. No. <laughs> it, your plans are not my plans, but when you become close to God and you develop that relationship, you delight yourself in God, your plans will start to become his, his plans. plans. Yeah. And it won't be much you won't be fighting against God's plans to try and get your own way out of it. You'll just be living in God's plans for your life and He'll be guiding your every step. That right. word is a lamp light unto my feet lamp unto my feet and a light. A light unto to my, my path.
1: path. Yeah, it's like he wants to give you those characteristics, so you just need to ask him for them. Right. And then, yeah, be grounded to him. Isaiah 55, 8 through 9 is
0: the is verse you're looking at. Yeah, my plans aren't your plans, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. Just mm-hmm. as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my plans than your plans. My plans aren't your plans, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. They, they said it a bunch. They really want you to yeah. get that down. See, it's in there. Yeah. It's I was always in. lying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb's standard it's, version. It's really in there. <laughs> <laughs> There's all these other versions. Might as well (laughs) the Yo Bible. Yeah, the Yo Bible. (laughs) What is the one? What is the one that we tried to? Can't remember. I made a really long one for my name. It was like the TDP version or the TDP. The Timothy Douglas Douglas Peterson Peterson. nearly inspired version. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 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 Nearly inspired version. All right, and then we've made it, guys. The last one out of the types uh, that I have. There's. I'm sure there's a lot more that we can come up with. But for time's sake, the last one uh, that I have is healing. Uh, which kind of goes into intercession? I mentioned healing in yeah. that. Jeremiah seventeen fourteen says, "Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved. For you are my praise." Yeah, and that also that last verse kind of puts all those together too. It grabs another type and puts it in with with praise, mm-hmm. uh, and that's kind of how he he seals the deal. So yeah, it
2: sort of wraps it up to the first one that we had. Yeah, the first type of prayer was praise. Yeah.
0: Wraps it all up. God's you a God's a full other. he's a full circle circle author. It's hard, yeah, that's hard to
1: say. Yeah. Full, full circle, full author. Full circle author. author. I can't. say, <laughs> say that five times. Yeah. Arnold uh, Arnold Palmer. Ar- Arnold Palmer. The lemonade sweet tea mix. Yeah. You can't yeah. say that. Arnold say Palmer. Palmer. Arnold Palmer. Not at all
2: relevant to prayer. That's <laughs> not. Fun but, fact but yeah, about in Caleb.
1: Tim, your grandpa Doug, yes. in his class that we had last semester uh-huh. or last term yeah, yeah. on the Gospels, he was talking about how God or Jesus when he is a person who was interested in people and he cared about people and he it was in his will to give healing yeah and i think a lot of the time when we as christians hear somebody say oh my gosh i was prayed over and the i was like i had a broken leg or whatever and it was just healed right away we're kind of like hmm, like what are you what, what are you talking about like, yeah we get we kind of get a little on edge and we're just like i don't know if i quite believe. well and you. part of
0: that part of that is because there have been People that have claimed to be miracle yeah. workers or healers yeah. and have abused that. Yeah, and so oh, they. What was, what's I, his I think face, Jones? It's Jones- Benny, Town? Well, Benny Hinn. Oh, I don't know who yeah. it is. I think I, I think he was one. And then also, um,
2: what's his face, Jones, that did the Jonestown oh. massacre? He so. gathered his huge following by doing. Yeah. false healings yeah. the people, not, he, the <laughs> people that he quote unquote healed came right. forward after but the whole thing was like yeah that's what gives that's what
0: us. gives us now that's what kind of makes us skeptical of other people when they say yeah i went i went over to this church and then the lord like worked and it and they healed me that yeah. might have been it, the lord yeah. healed me that might be that might be true like that's a thing that is yeah. the lord i'm not gonna I'm yeah not gonna it is isn't the lord. his will to hear you right and so I'm not going to say no to that person, but it's mm-hmm. sad that it's come to a point that we've yeah. had people in the past in our history that have abused that and have made yeah. money off of it or yeah. they've yeah. tried to make it a business. They're like, oh,
1: I raised six people from the dead. Right, right. <laughs>
2: <They're> like, uh-huh. <laughs> Part of the big testimony that came from... Australia. I need to go really to Australia.
0: I'm learning I need to go to Australia because there's a lot of things that Caleb learned there that I'm like, wow, I should just go to Australia because he seems to like... It's actually a funny story because like, Tim was the yeah. first one that was asked <laughs> to go to Australia I mean, and he said no. I was. <laughs> That's I was. the only
2: reason I went because Tim wasn't willing.
0: <laughs> I'm glad you learned a lot. I was like, man, I, I need to go now.
2: But this story in Australia really, sh- this was the first time that I had really seen the magnitude of the power of prayer. Mm-hmm. And this was after going to Bible school for two years. This was my fifth mission <laughs> Going trip. on,
0: yeah, I was about to say going on uh, all the other missions. And mission this trips was the first before.
2: time that I really understood the the magnitude of prayer. Yeah. There was this man in the town that we were staying at. Was, the town is called Bamaga. It's in Australia's northern peninsula area. It's like the third most northern town in the entire continent. Okay. And we were there, and the team, we were just working. It was the start of the rainy season, so there was a lot of rain, a lot of stuff that we couldn't do. But then we were asked to come work with this pastor, this pa- man named Pastor Eric. He had been sick for eight months, just completely house ridden. He couldn't leave his house except to go to the hospital. Wow. He had to have people go shopping for him, bring him groceries. He hadn't been to church in eight months and it was devastating for him. And his yard was, he couldn't maintain his yard. And that's mm-hmm. what we were doing as the team. Is so we went and we spent two days, it took two days, a team of wow. eight teenagers to clean up his yard there was just so it was eight months of just overgrowth yeah so we cleaned up his yard and then afterward we all gathered around and we prayed for him mm. and we didn't really think much about it because none of us understood the power of prayer but we prayed for him and we we went and we didn't really think about it this was like this was in our first few days and then right at the end our last sunday service we're there, and the pastor of that church was thanking us for everything we had done. And he's talking, and he thanked us for working in Pastor Eric's yard. And he was like, yeah, and I thank you guys for the healing of Pastor Eric. And we're just like, what are you talking about? And then he pointed back, and we all looked back, and there was Pastor Eric. And wow. he was able to get up and wow. come out of his house. That is so And crazy. come to church for the first time in eight months. Praise the Lord. Yeah. And he said they were all saying that it would not have been possible if we had not prayed for him. And that was like the smack in the face moment for our team, where mm-hmm. we realized that, wow, prayer yeah. actually works. And in Western culture, it's kind of ironic. Australians still call themselves Western culture when it's one of the most Eastern cultures <laughs> in the world. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But the, the problem with Western culture is we've become just numb to the idea yeah. that God can heal. Mm. Because you have people that are doing fake healings for yeah. money, mm-hmm. and people that are profiting off of it, and it's just uh, what's the word? Degrades. Calloused. Oh. Yeah, we're calloused to the idea of the power of prayer. Yeah, because yeah. we have everything we need. Like mm-hmm. we have all that we need, and we have an abundance of stuff that we need. Like Tim and I don't need milk. Uh, a little bit of a contest. We we're roommates, so I don't know how to mention. <laughs> But he and I, we, <laughs>
0: we go over to each other's houses and we drink milk a lot. <laughs> we don't need
2: milk. No. We don't need half the stuff that we have. Yes. Most of the stuff that we have, yeah. we don't need it. But God gives it to us anyway. And it just, we're blindsided to the fact that there are people in this world that don't have what they need. And everything that they have, they just give straight back to God because they know God is the only one that could have provided this because they just don't have the access that. "Quote unquote," Western society does.
0: One thing that I was thinking about when when you were talking about that prayer of healing and the power of it—that is going to impact all of those kids' lives on that team. Understanding that, wow, our God is so powerful, and we—that wasn't anything that we did in our own strength, but that was just the power of His of His name, right? Yeah. And uh, that's gonna that's gonna be a part of their testimony for, yeah, you know, their life, something that they're gonna think about and they're gonna tell their kids. I was in Australia one time, and da 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 da, da and they're going to they tell that story. They live in
1: Australia. <laughs> they're from Australia. Caleb all, is going to look at it. Because <laughs> they're all going to grow up and be missionaries all gonna, outside of Australia. Exactly. Right? That's what yeah. I meant to say. <laughs>
0: yeah. I always think of boot camp as only happening here, but it yeah, happens everywhere. It happens more in the rest t- of t- 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 the, t- yeah, the world. It, yeah, yeah, it does. Anyways. So, yeah, those are the different types of prayer. I know that uh, that's kind of a lot, and you guys, the joy of – podcast is you can rewind and go back and look at the different types yeah there's obviously a a ton of other things that we just didn't have time to put in uh, but you can go study those on your own and yeah thank you guys for listening to the firmly grounded
2: podcast in the next episode we're going to be discussing the necessity of a missions-minded generation you can catch the firmly grounded podcast at the following streaming platforms spotify apple Podcasts, amazon music and anchor And make sure you follow us on our Instagram at Firmly Grounded Podcast. Blessings.